Before the episode starts, I just want to issue a quick content warning. Um, This episode features extensive discussion about what happened to Mimi, which means that we're going to be talking about miscarriage, uh, fetal death, and possible surgery. So if that doesn't sound like something that you want to listen to us get into, um, go ahead and skip to tomorrow's episode, and uh, we won't be talking about it tomorrow. and welcome back to Crossroads Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 2002 Britney Spears vehicle Crossroads one minute at a time. I'm your co-host Aaron. I'm your co-host James. I shouldn't sound quite so chipper as I do, but... Welcome to Crossroads Minute. Yeah, I don't want to start out the episode like, hey everyone, welcome back to the worst week of Crossroads Minute. So you've decided to come back. (laughs) Yeah, for real. So it's minute it's minute 79, which yes. opens with the doctor talking to the group and closes right. with Mimi looking sad. Yeah. And and that's a good theme for, for Yeah, the sad whole is minute. perhaps not the best word I could have written. Right. But like yeah. I mean she just like she looks understandably yeah. just really heartbroken. Yeah. She looks absolutely devastated. The first note I have is Kit and sort of the montage from the falling down the stairs to the ambulance to the phone call to the hospital uh, doubling over in grief mm-hmm. um, yep. in some great, great some great physical work by Zoe Saldana. Yep. And then it cuts scene. Is this to Lucy talking to the nurse? Yes. <laughs> Can we talk about this awkward moment for a minute? Yes. <laughs> so Lucy walks up to the nurse behind a desk. Right. Who was not even uncredited on IMDb. She does not appear. Which is weird like, because she had a line. Yeah. Like she spoke. Yeah. But, you know, what? whatever. Um, so yeah. Lucy walks up and says, excuse me, where's the phone at? Not excuse me, may I please use the phone? But excuse me, where's the phone at? And she says it in a very sweet Southern like sure accent so it sounds fine but the delivery isn't impolite but the the words she uses i'm like lucy pop raised you better than that (laughs) hey y'all you know where that dang dumb phone yet (laughs) right um also the the phone is like four feet away from her on the counter (laughs) now it was probably blocked by a there was like a folder stand Right. Like a little stand with like patient folders or some kind of, yeah. fold. probably not patient folders because it was just like Charts. sitting out where, yeah. Yeah. They, well. were, <laughs> they were probably, I mean, they're folders. They didn't necessarily look like medical charts. She goes and dials and makes a collect call for a change. Like specifically says, I would like to make a collect call. I wrote my next note is now Lucy makes a collect call. <laughs> right. Right. She doesn't mind charging the auto shop. She doesn't mind yeah. charging the hotel that she right. used the payphone at i guess she wouldn't have charged the hotel she would yeah she would have put she would have put she would have probably in. used i wonder if she used like 101031 what at is that the payphone oh do you not remember 101031 was how to collect how to dial collect um without having to talk to an operator oh i don't think i ever so used that so if you just dial 101021 and then the number 
um, it would just be a collect call without, yeah. Oh, I don't think I knew that. I always, the, the maybe two times I ever had to call collect, um, I think I used 1-800-COLLECT. Oh, yeah, sure, there was that, too. I, I never used it. I just, uh, I think I watched a lot of afternoon television. Yeah. And I guess that was... <laughs> yeah, what, there was one time when I, I locked my keys in my car outside of work, and so I had yeah. to use a payphone to call collect to have my dad bring me the spare key. Right. But, yeah, I think that was the only time I can remember doing that. But, yeah, so Lu- Lucy makes her phone call and then goes in to visit Mimi. Right. We don't know who she calls. So Mimi is picking at her medical bracelet. Yep. Trying to rip it off. Um, yeah. I noticed, did you notice how long her fingernails were? Yeah, that they they were weirdly long. Like It was like she was wearing like acrylic tips, but I had yeah. not noticed that at any other point during this movie. And there's no point when she would have, like, they went straight from ocean to soaked audition sign up it'll be in six days back to the hotel to go i mean unless unless kit and mimi got their nails done on like rodeo drive or something that's possible but i feel like that's an unnecessary expense well that's and that's their bread and butter also they ate a lot of bread and butter no kit doesn't eat carbs that's true she just ate the butter (laughs) is butter a carb the last, my last note is the most heartbreaking line of the of the movie. Mm-hmm. I guess. Okay. Which is uh, Mimi saying, "I lost the baby, lost it, like it was my keys or something." Isn't that the stupidest damn thing you've ever heard? Yeah. And yet, and yes. Yeah. <laughs> so the vernacular on that is very weird. I have a question about this. Okay. Okay. So she. So. She got pregnant over Christmas break. Right. Because that's when Dylan was home. Right. It's now June. It's like the second week of June. Yeah. So she's about six months pregnant. Right. She falls. First of all, first of all, if she fell and it triggered labor, they would do everything. They like the fact that all of this is happening in a matter of hours makes no sense to me because if she fell and it triggered preterm labor, they would have been giving her magnesium and trying to stop the labor. Right. Now, if she fell and they got her to the hospital and there was no heartbeat, they are going to induce labor. Okay. Because they're not going to just let her carry a, 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 a dead fetus. Right. So Mimi has presumably given birth. Right. The way she says, they said I lost the baby, makes it sound like she didn't know what was happening. Like she was unconscious and woke up and they were like, hey, so you're not pregnant anymore. And the baby didn't make it. And I realize that this is a weird thing to be hung up on. But I would think that having fallen down the stairs and either, I mean, I can't imagine if they... If she had gone into preterm labor, and this is not based on any personal knowledge of mine, but I know people who have gone into preterm labor and been put on medications to stop it, that's usually like at least a couple days process before they're like, okay, no, this isn't working. You're going to have this baby now. It's not like a couple hours. 
Because presumably okay. she falls. They call 911. They get the paramedics there. They take her to the hospital. Kit probably calls Lucy from the hospital. And then right. Lucy and Ben get over to the hospital. All of that takes maximum two hours, right? I would imagine, yeah. During which time Mimi has a baby. Whether they tried to stop labor and it didn't work and she has the baby or she had the baby in the ambulance before they could get her to the hospital or they right. realized the baby, like the baby had died and they needed to induce. So could she have been unconscious? Well, so that's what I'm wondering. Did she fall? Did she fall down the stairs and hit her head? And when she right. came back to consciousness, that's the only thing that makes sense. But yeah. she still would have had to have delivered a baby. So she would either right. be post-C-section or yeah. I doubt that. I mean, I don't know. If they had to induce labor, it would have taken longer than the amount of time that this, like by the time they get her to the hospital, it would have been at least an hour. And if it took two hours from her falling to Lucy and Ben arriving at the hospital, and I can't imagine it would take more than two hours. Right. They get her to the hospital, induce her. She's not having a baby in under two hours if she's been induced. Right. I don't know. The timeline of this just doesn't, make any sense to me now i guess they get her maybe they get her to the hospital and when we see the doctor delivering the bad news to the rest of the group maybe it's been eight hours like we don't right. i guess we don't know what time it is it's possible that it's been all night long and it's sometime the next day well th i mean so theoretically uh, they get the bad news lucy calls her dad and spoiler for tomorrow, her dad flies out. Yeah, they're in this hospital for like forever. Right. I mean, they have a six day clock. <laughs> right. But like. So I, I think that it could be that I think that I buy the timeline of the attendant is telling them there's no heartbeat. We're going to have to induce and she's going to deliver whatever. Right. I don't understand why she's maybe Mimi isn't saying like they informed me that I lost the baby. Maybe it's more like they're using the phrase lost the baby. Right. Well, so the note that I had, the note that I made was they said I lost the baby. Is this just her being annoyed at the phrasing or was she not aware this was happening? Is it also, I'm, I'm thinking probably not, but is it possible that at the time that they're having this conversation, she has yet to be induced. So she's still pregnant but the baby's not alive oh, and then man. in the amount like i don't I, I i can't imagine i mean i don't think so but in the amount of time that it takes pop to get a flight and arrive there she could be induced and have a baby she could be yeah. having the like she could be in labor when pop gets yeah. there we don't yeah. ever see and thank god like i'm very grateful right. that we don't ever see any of this bad medical stuff going on. But like, I'm yeah. curious about what the timeline is on this because I don't, the w the way it plays out, it seems like it happens like bing, bang, boom. One thing right at like she falls, yeah. she goes to the hospital. They call Lucy and Ben, Lucy and Ben show up. The doctor tells them Lucy calls her dad. Lucy goes in to talk to Mimi. Like it seems like all of this happens very, very quickly. Right. Because we don't see the hours and hours and hours of her friends just sitting in the waiting room. We don't right. see if Mimi 
had any of them go in with her when the baby was delivered. We don't see any of that, which is good. Again, I cannot stress enough how grateful I am that they did not make... We did not want to see it. (laughs) We did not want or need to see that, but it doesn't... It doesn't make the timeline clear of exactly how long all of this is taking. Yeah, it a little bit feels to me... I'm happy that they didn't show the details of this thing. Sure. But it a little bit feels to me like they wanted the drama of her having lost the baby. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Without any of the details of how that actually happens to women. Right. Which is a weird thing for Shonda Rhimes to to write and I I like to think that maybe she wrote a more extensive like situation and someone was like no this is a team road trip comedy you can't (laughs) yeah yeah it's also I mean this entire movie Mimi's whole arc has gotten the short end of the stick so it could be that if this had happened to Kit we'd have gotten a nice long dramatic wailing at her dreams being taken away scene and because it's Mimi we get 30 seconds of trying to rip off a hospital bracelet and then that's it well I mean and I think Tara Manning absolutely destroys that oh she she absolutely does like I was like if I mean people who are watching you know for casting for Orange is the New Black I feel like would be like oh Oh, yeah, no. Did you see that scene in Crossroads? No, you didn't? All right, here, let me cue it up. Yeah. Like, it was, it's it's character flavorful and heartbreaking and true, but not like melodramatic. It's very, very well done. Taryn Manning is such a tiny powerhouse. I love her so much. Yep. Everything absolutely. that I have ever seen her in, she has been just absolutely stellar. Because she was in this, she was in Orange is the New Black, she was in uh, season two of Sons of Anarchy. Mm-hmm. I think it was season two. Um, she Boom was Cat. Boom Cat. She was in uh, Hustle and Flow, I think. I believe that's correct. Yep. Yeah, and she was really good. At I that. still need to see Hustle and Flow. It's so good, James. Like it's... you saying that makes me want to watch it about eighty gajillion times more than I normally would. It was one of those things where Kevin was like, "I want to watch this movie," and I was like, "All right, whatever." And, like, I kind of sat down not expecting to actually pay attention and figuring that, like, I'd get bored 10 minutes in. No, it was so good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to try and watch that soon. Yeah. Like, uh, just all, all of the performances were just top notch in that yeah. movie. It was just, yeah. uh, it was, I, like, now I kind of want to rewatch it talking about it. Yeah. Way more than I want to watch mm. any more of this scene. Fortunately. It's over? It ends tomorrow. Yes. Well, well, it's over for today. It, it ends tomorrow. Yeah. Right. So that's, I think pretty much we are, we have gone through the dark part of the tunnel and we are on our way back out. So yeah. Second, the second half of tomorrow's minute starts to swing up a little bit. Yeah. The first half of tomorrow's minute is going to be this scene continued, but yeah. Yeah. So. But we have social media. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we are on Twitter at Crossroads underscore Min. I'm individually on Twitter at Unabashed James. And I'm at Unabashedly Aaron. We are on the Scavengers Network along with lots of great sibling shows. And I will put a trailer for one of them at the end of this episode. Yeah, you will. All right. So Friday 
is going. We're going to end Friday in a better place than we started Monday. Yeah, I can say that with a certainty. Yes. Um. So join us tomorrow. Um. Thank you for hanging with us during the serious minutes. Yeah. And uh, hey, Aaron. Yes, James. Let's be best friends forever. We will. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven, community-focused, treasured content. PodCube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday.